On today's show, the conversation continues around who is going to be the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. But I've got a question for Justin Garcia and our listeners. How attractive is this job? On the surface, it seems like a job that everyone would want. But is that really the case? We're going to continue to go through candidates. And I want to show Justin something that tells us that this truly is the end of an era or a beginning of a new era. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. show Monday to Friday and also from a work over at ESPN alongside me from the Bucks Radio Network and this show every single week as well. It's Justin Garcia. He's got a little bit more time on his hands than we hoped he would have because uh, we would like to be plugging the fact that we have got a partnership with the Sirius XM Radio uh, Network right now, but there's no Bucks games to listen to. That's a shame. But you can listen to the other teams across the league. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. We thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen. And there was plenty of people listening over the weekend, whether it was the show with Howard Beck last week, whether it was the show with Frank breaking down the news that Mike Budenholzer and the team have parted ways. There was plenty of news, and I think the news is only going to continue. So, especially to the everydayers who listen to every single show and, and are with us and in the comments every single day. We appreciate it. It keeps the show ticking along. So, uh, yeah, drop a subscription, a like, a comment, all those things. It's free to do, and it really does help us uh, a lot. So that's the the little way you can help us with this show. Now, I mentioned the fact that perhaps the Bucks are entering a new era or it's an end of an era, and I like to be a little bit more optimistic. So I, I like to say we're entering a new era, and that might be a little dramatic but when you change head coach it's a key pillar of what this franchise has done over the last five years and I saw something over the weekend that I'm going to bring up on the screen it tells me that we're entering a new era did you did you see this photo of Giannis Justin I did he's cut his hair off this is this is young Giannis by the way he looks like he's about 25 years old here hasn't even entered his prime Giannis has cut the hair off I I think this is terrifying for the NBA I saw um I saw that earlier today and then uh, either yesterday, I think it was, I saw the other one of Giannis with two Bucks fans outside of, I don't know if it was a gas station or something. <laughs> it was the first one that I saw and uh, you had to inspect it quite a bit. Like, wait, is this, is this, act, like, is this from ago? now? Yeah. yeah. Or is this an old picture? So uh, yeah, it's, it's weird to see Giannis that, uh, that, that clean cut up top. So maybe, you know, Giannis is just going to, it, we're going to see the the new rejuvenated Giannis. That's um, that's uh, the same version as when Bud arrived and he won his back to back MVPs. It's like you know this pretty well as a as a big fan of the sweet science. It's like CM Punk how he would always transform himself and change his hairstyles. Maybe that's what Giannis is doing here. Well, uh, I did see someone on Twitter, and I don't have the tweet in front of me, so shout out to this account. But they said uh, Giannis is just shaving his hair so he can shoot jump shots like sh- jump shots like he did. As a rookie or in his second year, and there was a highlight package there where it was a really beautiful looking 
uh, jump shot that he had there. Low volume, but uh, definitely. Yeah, well, that, well, uh, okay, I'm glad you pointed the last thing out because that seems to be the one, like, myth might be a little too strong, but we point to, like, oh, man, look at how Giannis's jump shot was ruined. He didn't take a high volume of jumpers, and it, it still wasn't great in the mid-range. So maybe it was better, but it wasn't like, holy cow, he was a knockdown shooter before. He did also grow. His body's changed a lot since he was as a rookie. So things change there as well. But anyway, we are here to talk about the head coach. So uh, let me ask you this question right off the top. It's something I've been thinking about over the weekend. And as I said, right throughout this week, we're going to have podcasts about the different candidates. We'll get to some of those and I'll ask for your thoughts later on in the show. But we're going to try and get a podcast with someone that knows far more about Nick Nurse than me. It might be Ty Lue, might be Frank Vogel as well. So we're going to do a bunch of different shows for each of the candidates. It's going to be some fun stuff. But let me just ask you this question. Do you think that this Milwaukee Bucks head coaching role is one that people will be absolutely falling over each other to try and get? How attractive is this job? Um, As long as you have Giannis, it's an incredibly attractive job. And I get the the uncertainty and, and Brian Windhorst uh, talked about this at length on Friday. I get there's uncertainty of, is it two years of Giannis? Is it more? But as long as you have him, it's a very attractive job, even with all the constraints that they have with the cap and everything else, because you know we've seen John Horst do a very good job of being able to work on the margins to transform the roster first and foremost. But again, Giannis in the mix makes this an attractive job and we've seen him make his teammates better in the past. Um, the other thing to point to is obviously we don't know everything yet and, and more moving parts could be there depending on the semifinals here. And if teams are out early, but when you look at the other jobs that are out there, you know, the Atlanta Hawks would have been not, not necessarily bucks level. Um, but that's an interesting roster. They have a coach. Now we saw the Houston Rockets who could win the uh, lottery and you get Victor Wembanyama and have a lot of young players as well. They have a coach now. So it also comes down to what's going to be out there. The Raptors are out there. Um, there's no real star player, not to take anything away from, from Pascal Siakam. Fred Van Vliet is a free agent. So it, it also has to do not maybe necessarily with how great of a job the Bucks are in terms of the roster, but what are the other options that are out there right now? So I think if you're a head coach, you have to have uh, some – well, let's say some level, but a high level of confidence in what you think you can build at a franchise. So I would have to imagine that any coach that's going into this role is thinking, okay, if I get Giannis at my disposal, and maybe they've been somewhere else, and maybe it is someone like Nick Nurse that understood what it was like to have a Kawhi Leonard and then understood what it was like to not have Kawhi Leonard. So I I think we talk about coaching, and there are definitely coaches that on the margins – improve their teams every single year. And yes, we just saw one of them in the first round, Eric Spolstra. But I also think the talent and the superstar talent in the NBA is still the number one most important thing you need for a contender. I I don't know. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I mean, like we said, you know, there's two years of Giannis. Um, On the surface, there's what, two years of Drew Holiday as well. And you have some big decisions to make in, in free agency as well. But to have Giannis... And, and again, you know, maybe some other teams that are currently in the playoffs, maybe they'll make a coaching change. And that's something you would look at and say, well, it's, you know, maybe I have a little more uh, long-term security with a star player than, than we do with Giannis as of this moment. Um, but because you have Giannis, who's a two-time MVP, 
And because I don't, as of right now, I don't think there's a great job that's out there. I, I, I would put this near the top of the list, if not the top job on the market. All right. I want to get into some of the names that we think are going to be at the top of the list. I asked you before we started this show, and you've got a name who you would have at the number one top of your list, which is fascinating. So we want to get to that. And also, John Horst did speak. So we discussed this a little bit last week, a little bit of a surprise. The Bucks did no exit interviews. We know there was a lot of stuff on a personal level going on. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but still very strange. And we didn't get to hear from Giannis and everyone else. But Horst did sit down with some local media, Eric Name, uh, Jim Olszewski, and uh, and I think the a- AP as well. So we'll have some of those comments because one of the quotes from John Horst did get me a little bit excited. And everyone knows that I've been... You know, I, I took this news hard. I like Bud. I'm a Bud guy. It's a tough weekend. But we're going to get to the John Horse comments and some of uh, the key candidates next after we talk about price picks. So there is a special promo going on now for the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals. Every day of the NBA playoffs, one price picks user will have a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pack a six pick flex with the following payout six correct picks, 1 million bucks, five correct picks, 80K, four correct picks, 16K, which I would still very, very much take. Uh, full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be a lucky winner. So, uh, prize picks, as we know by now. Pick a bunch of players for their over or under on the projections for the stats for the game. Uh, it doesn't have to be basketball as well, obviously, if that promo does. But there's different sports. Uh, uh, NFL, obviously, offseason now. But baseball, hockey, golf, all the college sports as well. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's PrizePix. Uh, so as I teased off the top, right through this week, we're going to have different conversations about the different coaching candidates that are potentially in the mix for the Bucks. We've just discussed the attractiveness of this potential role. But let's get to uh, John Horse comments. So I've got a screenshot here I want to pull up because this was the quote that I think if you're a Bucks fan, you go, okay, all right. That, that, is there some risk with a new head coach? Absolutely. But what are the reasons you would be excited about it uh, so John Hall said, I think more than anything, I learned the value of having a great partner, the value of having alignment and the ability to work day in, day out toward a common goal means everything. Uh, then he went on to say, I think that's where the refocus and re-energize opportunity comes to look at this team in a different way and look at this opportunity in a different way and hopefully unlock some more potential within this team. So I like that quote because I think it covers both things that that I look at this head coaching role and say, okay, well, what what are the reasons to be optimistic about who they're going to hire? First, I think they're going to be careful about the type of person and type of personality they bring into the organization. Because say what you will about Mike Budenholzer, he was an absolute stabilizing presence for a franchise that, in my opinion, really needed it from head coach. So I think they're going to be careful about the personality they bring in. And then secondly, that that is the benefit. You have a coach for five years. They obviously did great things. But you say, okay, well, what? What can a, a different mind who's been sitting back and watching Giannis play basketball and watching Drew Holiday and Brooke, all these guys, maybe some of the role players, how can they get maximum potential out of them? I think Bud did a great job of maximizing potential, but some new ideas, some fresh looks, 
and and perhaps unlocking something that's been untapped. If you're a Bucks fan, that has to get you a little bit excited. Yeah, I I agree. And I was wondering if that was the part of um, his his media session you were going to point to when you, you said something really struck you. Um, and I think we're aligned too in that you know it wasn't a great day to see Bud dismissed and. Um, I am glad that it does seem there's more and more Bucks fans in, the, in the, the most recent days and the days that have passed since his firing that have kind of realized, you know, Bud was a good coach. And I, and I know we, we can pile on, and especially after a first-round exit, you have a contingency that's going to label Bud as a bad coach and, and everything else. But I am pleased that a lot of fans have realized, no, he was a good coach, and he brought us title. You can criticize everything that Bud's done, but we talked about this two years ago. He made those adjustments. Maybe he's not an in-game adjustment guy, but he made adjustments throughout the course of the series and and, and cleaned up everything that you would have listed as a pain point. I thought he did a tremendous job in that run to the championship in 2021. He's one of two coaches in franchise history to bring this franchise a championship. But you know, aside from that, maybe the most important thing that he brought here, which kind of speaks to what John Horse. Uh, said was he installed a system and he made the Bucks a perennial contender, which, you know, you, you grew up with the Ray Allen era. Any of us that grew up with that Bradley center era to think not just that the Bucks would win a title, but to think this team would be a contender year in year out is something that would have been a foreign concept and crazy. And, and Bud was a reason why that happened, that he unlocked the potential in Giannis. Now would Giannis have gotten there without him? Probably, but Bud, really maximized everything that he did, installed the system, and saw guys take their game to the next level. So I'm glad that he is getting that recognition now. Um, but, you know, it's it's no different to look at that quote from John Horst than any of our, our day-to-day jobs. You know, I work in analytics, and a lot of times after a couple of years, you'll kind of look for a new voice because you get stuck in, in doing things the same way, even if it's working, of, hey, we need a fresh set of eyes that say, Maybe we should analyze or interpret this way, and maybe we should take these things into account. And that is, I think, the biggest thing to look forward to here with a coaching change. It's going to come with risk, and and we've all kind of outlined that as well, that, look, you knew what to expect with Bud. As much as you want to harp on the playoffs, you knew what to expect, and he kept you at that sustained level. So this is going to come with risk to make this head coaching change. Uh, But bringing in a different perspective, I I think it would be tough to argue that at this point, this group wasn't in need of that. Yeah, and that's why I think, because you know, you touched on something that we see a lot in the YouTube comments uh, from fans that didn't like Bud as a head coach. And that's fine. That's your opinion to have. But we see a lot of, no, 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 no. The, the Bucks won a title despite Bud, yeah. which I think is just as bad as disrespectful as, as you can possibly get. Like, that's rubbish. And no one, and most of the time it comes from the perspective that Bud was holding Giannis back or Giannis was the only... Like, I, I just don't buy that. Like, Giannis is the best player in the world. Like, he is... He will help any coach get, like, get to a level. So it's no disrespect to Giannis, but I think if you look big picture about where the franchise is now and Mark Budenholzer leaves, it's unquestionable that they're in a better state than they were when he arrived. And look at Jason Kidd. Do you think the Bucks were getting to the finals and winning the title with Jason Kidd? Hell no. Look at where he's at in Dallas. And that's just one example. But that's the, the most recent example we saw with this team. So I, I think when you look at the previous coaching hires they've made and then they've had Bud, that's what I think will be important and should give you some comfort for the Bucks. I think the ownership, the GM, the players, everyone have an understanding of what type of personality and and what whether it's experience level can can bring a, a winning 
uh, environment to the entire franchise. So I'm excited to see what name uh, they do bring in. One other thing that John Horst said is that the players weren't involved in the coaching decision. Do you buy that at all? Um, I believe that the player, I, I believe there was no involvement in the sense of players saying, Hey, he's got to go or asking, Hey, should we fire this guy? Um, I mean, I believe there was involvement just in the case of like notifying and yeah. Hey, here's where we're headed. But yeah, I mean, I don't think this was a, Hey, the players are determined in this type of thing. So a couple of things and we all, and I always say this, we work in the media, but well, I think sometimes you see some quotes and you say, okay, I need to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt like like john horst isn't going to come out and say oh yeah we asked Giannis," and he said but i think if you're a a bucks fan i think we can all sit back and say Giannis was aware Giannis didn't get a woge notification and then think oh the head coach is gone like if you're the milwaukee bucks everything you're doing has to be and and Giannis in the past has said i don't like to get involved too much yeah that's fine and you know that's why we love him that's a great personality trait that he's got he's trusting some people would say maybe he should be a bit more assertive, but if you're the buck, surely every decision you're making is funneled through Giannis and he gives a tick. Through Giannis, and I mean, I would assume there's a chain of command as well where it probably trickles a little lower as well to uh, maybe it's just the notification purposes, but like there's some communication there. And I, I suppose John Horse too, if he wanted to, could have said something to to like Giannis and Drew and a handful of guys like, Hey, do me a favor. Just tweet out something like what? Just as if you're surprised <laughs> when the news comes across. Yeah, no, that, that, that would be, imagine that there would be days and days of TV uh, headlines. If something like that happened. Uh, well, Damian Lillard was surprised uh, yeah. by the move. He did tweet something out there. All right. So uh, the Bucks said that they're going to take their time with the decision as well, which is fascinating. So you mentioned something that's interesting to me. And as we uh, sit here, the Suns level up the series 2-2. So I was having this discussion with someone about who are the coaches right now in the postseason that there could be a vacancy. Because when you're down to the last eight teams, a lot of the times guys are pretty safe. I saw a pretty crazy social post. uh, I think it was an ESPN social post where it said the only coaches that have been on the sidelines since before 2018-19. And it was Popovich, Spolstra, Mike Ballone, Steve Kerr. So only four head coaches Michael across... Malone, be careful. Michael Malone. Yeah. Across the, uh, across the four... Uh, uh, the four head coaches across the NBA. That's, so there's been a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Doc Rivers. I don't know about Monty Williams. I don't know about Michael Malone then. That's, there could be there could be more vacancies is what I'm getting at. So I wonder yeah. if that would speed up things. Those three teams would seem to make the most sense. Um, it seems like you know the Celtics immediately just ripped the interim label off of Joe Missoula. So I, mm. I don't see anything happening there. Um, with Philadelphia, it's you know kind of what we we said with the Bucks this year, but with the Bucks the last. Uh, Going into 2021, Philly's kind of in the same spot where they've just got to the the semifinals year in, year out. And I know they already made one coaching change, but they could have a lot of moving parts with all the James Harden rumors that have surfaced and everything else. So um, that would make some sense. Denver's kind of in a similar spot with one trip to the conference finals and a two-time MVP. Um, So those to me, and, and Phoenix that you mentioned too, those to me, would be the most obvious choices of if there is a coach that's currently in the playoffs that isn't going to be with his team next year 
I would think it would come from one of those three teams. And you got to be careful because uh, one of the first things I was taught and learned is uh, don't say anything negative about players or coaches in the league because who knows, maybe in a year they're on your team. And then you have to uh, come to grips with, hey, I was just kidding about everything I said there. Um, but of those three teams and those three coaches, I don't see any of those three as a good fit or the type of coach you would be looking for if you're John Horst in the Bucks. Yeah, I don't think it would be in terms of those guys being candidates and who knows, but I, I think it would more be if another vacancy opens up, yeah, while you've got the the pick of the guys and Toronto's looking for a coach, um, Detroit. But you know, make a decision. Don't let your guy uh, go somewhere else. And we've seen a, a little bit of uh, chat from Bucks fans about Udoko. Well, the Bucks were still playing, so it's uh, it's you know the timing there is unfortunate. You said you've got one guy at the top of your list, though. So we're going to get to that next. Justin Garcia is number one target for the Milwaukee Bucks head coaching role coming up next. Justin, not to put you on the hot seat, and I didn't actually ask you whether this was something you wanted to bring to the table, but I'm forcing you to do so. Uh, we've gone through some of the potential candidates, and obviously we'll continue to do so in more detail as uh, the week rolls on here and uh, until a decision is made. Uh, you said one name would be at the top of your list, and I- I'm curious because I, was, I wasn't sure where this man would lie on the availability uh, situation yeah um the the you knew nick nurse would be the number one name for most bucks fans and it started at the moment that he was fired by the raptors even when bud was still employed um by the bucks and there there are certainly some pros there i think anybody that you would talk to around toronto would point out some things that maybe aren't going to be what you're looking for And and the biggest of those two is you know that raptors offense hasn't been great the last couple of years and that's been a huge problem for the bucks in the postseason we can talk about defending jimmy butler but if your half court offense isn't a disaster it's not quite as big of an issue um there were some hints too and i think even brian windhorst pointed out hey the bucks are waiting on candidates that aren't necessarily free from their team yet and that's one of the advantages they have of having won a title in Giannis. um I forget where it first surfaced, but I do recall hearing the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Don't be so sure Ty Lu is going to be in Los Angeles next year. And I know, mm. I think it was Steve Ballmer. I know there was the the dreaded vote of confidence and the like, why wouldn't he be our coach next year? Which seems to be about a 75% hit rate that that coach is not necessarily back the following year when that's said or worded like that. If he does become available, and I I think there's a decent chance at it, he would be my number one guy because everything you've pointed to for you know Nick Nurse and his ability to make adjustments within game, Ty Lue has demonstrated all of that. Ty Lue as well has you know taken his team to the finals and won a championship. He's coached superstars like LeBron James and now currently with Kawhi Leonard, and um, he's just everything I think you say that you're looking for when you want somebody that's going to bring in a fresh perspective, make some of those adjustments, has the ability to coach and manage some of those players personally, like a a superstar, like a Giannis. And again, just has that pedigree and that experience at the level the Bucks are looking to get to. If he becomes available, he would be my number one target over anybody else. If I'm the Bucks. 
So let me ask you something then that I was just thinking about as you were talking. And honestly, I I, I don't, I think it seems pretty simple, but I'm not sure. So if the Clippers, and I don't understand why the Clippers would want to move on from Tyloo, but that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, which is why I've been kind of cooling my jets on the idea of him as a Bucks coach, even though I think it's a very attractive name uh, based on what he's been able to do with a team that has just never been healthy. So I agree with you. This would be a pretty exciting name to have in the mix. But I just Googled his contract. So he signed a five-year contract in October 2022. Yeah. So if the Clippers decided they want to move on, which I don't think is going to be the case, but that's not to say that Ty Lue couldn't leave. But it, then is that a situation where there needs to be a... Compensation? A, yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What was the compensation? It was what... Was it two second round picks the Bucks had to give the Nets for Jason Kidd? Well, it was something they, along those lines. The Bucks gave up seventy five seconds for Jay Crowder, so they might be in a bit of trouble with the old compensation. <laughs> well, that's all I'm getting. Yeah, at. That, that's my point. Is look, you're already uh, very very thin at what you can give up. Um, so yes, that would certainly make it interesting. Um, I don't know. And, and look, I I think. Throughout the course of the year, now obviously Nick Nurse didn't sign an extension just before the season, but you start to hear more and more of that as well. Of I don't think Nick Nurse is going to be here next year, and it seems like these two sides are headed towards divorce. And initially, initially you would think the same thing too. Why wouldn't Nick Nurse be back there? He won a championship for this team. I think you know, outsider perspective, everybody looks at Nick Nurse as one of the best coaches in the league. So I think when those rumors started to surface, everybody thought, well how is this accurate? Like why wouldn't Nick nurse return or why wouldn't the Raptors want him back? And then you start to hear a little bit more over, maybe it was personality clashes and everything else. So that, that may be the case. Um, I don't have the exact, and this is the worst thing to cite. I don't have the exact date or source to cite it, but there have been some rumblings. And again, it started at the end of the regular season of, I'm not so sure that Ty Lue is going to be the guy here in Los Angeles again next year. Yeah, fascinating. That is obviously, again, I, I totally agree with you. That's a name that I'd be very interested in, but it doesn't sound like, or it doesn't seem like on the surface it would be the most uh, easiest of paths yeah. to to sign a head coach compared to someone that doesn't have a job right now. So we'll see. Uh, plenty of other names, as we mentioned, whether it is Charles Lee on the sidelines with the Bucks, uh, Of course, uh, Kenny Atkinson, Frank Vogel, Nick Nurse, who we just continue to talk about. And I think, uh, I assume Nick Nurse, if he wants it, will have a job somewhere uh, in the NBA, and it comes back to the first question I asked you: If it is Detroit or Toronto or Milwaukee right now, it feels like Milwaukee should be the job that everyone is clamoring for. So it feels like they're in a good position now. But we'll watch the rest of the league and Unless see how Detroit it all plays wins out. Unless Detroit wins the lottery, like then it makes it very, very interesting. If you get Victor Wembanyama and you have uh, have to come back from the injury, but you have Cade Cunningham, then you at least have well, I have some young talent that I can talk myself into. It's still not necessarily Giannis, and we don't know that Victor Wembanyama will develop into a superstar, but it is very tantalizing. But if Detroit wins the lottery, it makes it interesting, at least, of oh, maybe maybe I get to work with this young group. Yeah, and certainly a, a lower pressure bar as well. That's the one thing that we should touch on. For all what Bud did with this team, whoever takes this job, yeah. the bar is going to be a title, uh, which is well, not because Bud's, not easy. Bud's expectations were take us to the next level. We got to win in the first round. It's been two decades yeah. be great to have. I mean, think about his first year. We were all saying four seed. We should shoot for a four seed, win a first round series. Like those were the external expectations for Bud. And it, it's going to be title or bust for whoever is hired. 
All right, let us know after the weekend, after you've sat down and had a bit of a think about it, maybe the emotions have cooled a little bit. What are the Bucks going to do in the next few weeks? And as I said on this show, make sure you stick with us. The everydayers will, of course, we know that because uh, we're going to get into these uh, candidates in a little more detail. So make sure you stick with us on Locked On Bucks. Drop a subscription, a like, a comment, and all those things. It's free to do, and it, it really does help the show that we're going to continue to grow uh, over the offseason. So we appreciate you all jumping in and your feedback. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. As I said, some different guests throughout the week to go through these coaching candidates. It's an interesting time uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks, but it's kind of exciting as well. So plenty to talk about. Catch you all tomorrow.